0: To totally tell me a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies music food and fun my name is dominic McCurio, and i'm here with laura weinbach hello hello just us two today no guests us
1: two and topo
0: us two and pocky oh topo, topo is the name did of it? you realize
1: this was called topo
0: no wait is it popo i think it might be a- oh
1: maybe it's popo oh no maybe no you- i think it's a to- wait is
0: it Wait. No, Topo? It's, Topo. it's Topo. Topo is the brand that we're looking at right now. No, it's now, not the, the
1: brand. The brand is Lottie. Classic.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, then what's Topo?
1: Topo is the name of this particular type of Pocky.
0: What? Yeah.
1: So Dominic showed up to my house with two packs of Pocky as a gift for the show. And one of them is a new kind of Pocky that I have myself have never tried before. Nor which have I. Uh, was a delight to it discover. Delight. Um, it's similar to pejoy Joy, which if you don't know, is... A type of Pocky that is sort of an inside-out Pocky. Mm-hmm. Imagine the breadstick hollowed out like a tube mm-hmm. filled with chocolate. Like All a right? tube. Like you know, like a thin tube filled with chocolate. Like a
0: small intestines, you could say. Much like a urethra. All right. Well, anyways. look.
1: Anyways, what we are we here are for? Here, we are here
0: for a very <laughs> special episode, um, which you already know because you tuned in and you saw the title, but let me just reiterate it for the people for the illiterate people out there who could not read and they just hit play we're going to be doing our top 10 movies of 2019 um we come at you right now from january 2020 we're looking back upon the year 2019 um we each saw a collection of films and we we have rated them for you for for your pleasure and we're gonna um do like a little back and forth uh, thing if you if you've never tuned into one of our kind of year-end summaries, that's what we do. So we'll start with 10, we'll each say our 10s, and then we'll move to nine, et cetera, et cetera, until we end the show with our number one picks for the year. But before we get to the movies, Laura, I just want to ask you, how was your 2019 outside of movies? I mean, how would you, how did you feel about
1: 2019? Well. Um, Like, was
0: it a, you know, upswing, downswing?
1: (laughs) It was ups and downs. You know, it started off kind of brutal i ain't gonna lie
0: mm. it's okay yeah, I, I was mean. not
1: making a lot of money in the beginning of the year i was having a lot of problems it, it just seemed like i was running into lots of barriers a lot of challenges mm-hmm. i remember we were trying to release our album anton and i were releasing our laura and anton album live, the jazz the album. live yeah the jazz album and we ran into some issues with that so that didn't come out um, at the projected date and that kind of you know effed with us a little bit and i mean nonetheless we did put out an album this last year so that was kind of cool but um the second half got great yeah i just had lots of really amazing experiences and uh you know i made some new friends this past year Mm -hmm. and um had a lot of really fun uh trips to different places and uh yeah i think it was you know Pretty good.
0: An upswing. What yeah, about yeah, you? Yeah.
1: How, how, how was your 2019? And how do you feel about this year so far?
0: Yeah, I think 2019 for me was a year of like hibernation in certain ways. Like yes. I, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't mean it to be that way. In fact, it originally planned. I, I feel like you always have a plan for a year and it always changes. Mm-hmm. And I think my going into 2019, I was like, wow, this is really going to be the year that everything I've been working on for so long is going to like finally start to come out because it it uh, felt like 2018 was a little bit on the slower end as far as just like my projects were going and Mm. like my personal video stuff. Mm -hmm. I started out the year with the fundraiser for he won't belong. And then that was successful. And uh, I was super excited to like get into production, but that got delayed. And of course it's still happening We're we're moving into production now. And and I don't see any reason it wouldn't stop this year, but last year it kind of got, it it kind of had to be put on hold um, due to me committing to these session videos Which, of course, is a great thing as well, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm super proud of that. But it ended up that, like, both those projects have, like, made a lot of progress, Mm. but they still aren't, like, fully out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I feel like 2020 is going to finally be this year where I'm super thrilled to, like, get to fully share these projects with people. Yeah. Um, So, 2019 was sort of like a working by myself like you know just you know spinning the ball of yarn just like getting things going let's get (laughs) let's let's talk more about years and let's talk about the movies of the year Ah. and let's talk about you know what we saw the best of what we saw
1: because this whole episode is about our top 10 movies of the year
0: yes absolutely and uh and it'll be a fun one i'm excited to go through because i frankly don't really know what you'll put towards the top this year this is this is a strange year i think for i movies. think
1: and i kind of have an idea of what you're gonna put on the top maybe, i'm not gonna say what maybe you do maybe you don't want me to say maybe but you, i sense that i know
0: maybe you don't <laughs> <laughs> but look you're right, maybe i don't but look here no, I we go I um so, yeah, I, I keep I keep lists in, a, in an app called Letterboxd, which I always am recommend- I mean, I'm not sponsored by Letterboxd, but let me tell you, Letterboxd is a great service. Letterboxd? It's app, Letterboxd. Oh, so it's, E-D. Uh, well, minus the E, because, you know, it's an app or oh, whatever. Oh, B-O-X-D. Yeah, B-O-X-D. Letterboxd.com is a great site and also a an a, um, app where you can kind of like basically keep a diary of all the films that you watch. And I really like to do that because it just allows me to like look back really easily and remember what I was... You know what I saw and blah, blah, blah. You can also rate stuff and keep mm-hmm. watch lists and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Oh, so, and I'm not sponsored
1: by Roland Mobile Cube either. But like <laughs> I totally use a Roland, Roland Mobile Cube and I really recommend it to most yeah. musicians who are looking for a really good portable amp that runs on AA batteries. Sounds great. And I would love a sponsorship.
0: Yeah. Look, Letterbox. I would also like a sponsorship. So one of okay, you two, let get, get up in here. Get up in the DMs. <clears throat> Hello, uh, it's Dominic from the future here. I'm editing the episode. And just before we get to the actual top 10 here, I do want to just chime in, because I've seen a movie since we recorded this episode, and now before we're posting it. Uh, And that movie would have made my top 10 had I seen it before we recorded this episode. So I just wanted to just interject here real quick before we get to the 10 movies that I still completely stand behind. But the movie is 1917, which is a shocking turn of events for me. Um... I do not like war movies in general. I find them pretty boring or just kind of dull or just lots of action that just doesn't really uh, amount to much for me. I'm not very invested, but I was shockingly invested in 1917. It's a much more um, uh, smaller and contained story. It's just really about two people um, primarily, and I was... Extremely invested and really wowed by this film, and I highly encourage people to see it on the big screen as well. I really think it's a movie that benefits from seeing it in a theater. I really think there's a lot there for people who don't like war movies, uh, me included, and and me as a as a prime candidate here to uh, to to relay this information to you. Anyways, that's all I had to say. I don't mention nineteen seventeen in my top ten, but I would have had I seen it. So onward and upward to the 10 movies that i do talk about look let's get to number 10 um i think you should go first why don't you go first or do you want me to go first i mean i'm i'm open
1: uh you go first
0: okay well so look we're gonna count up from 10 so we're gonna start at number 10 okay number 10 my number 10 movie of 2019 wow is knives out Really, Knives Out. Oh, right. Now, did you see Knives Out?
1: I did not. And so I actually, (laughs) now that you mentioned, I should put that on my list. I have a list of movies that I still have not seen Mm, that that I expect that could be, could have made it on my list had I seen them yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But that one I forgot to put on. So thanks for the reminder. (laughs)
0: Let's get to that too, because I also have a small list of Uh movies. The caveats that like could potentially have gotten into my top 10, but I just haven't seen them. But these are the movies that I have seen. I saw (laughs) Knives Out. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, Mm. I thought that movie was so really just fun. And it's like an old school whodunit. And Uh when has there been an old school whodunit? Yeah, really. I mean, he he was very much referencing Agatha Christie specifically.
1: Well, Agatha Christie wrote this particular, didn't?
0: Uh, No, I think he wrote it. It's written and directed by Rian Johnson.
1: Oh, I thought that it was, well, at least based on an Agatha Christie It's play. not based on
0: anything. It's a totally like well, brand new. Are you new, sure? hundred percent. I know that he's inspired. He's heavily inspired by her. Oh. Um, but this is an original. Th- that's why it's so exciting because it's like a 2019 original whodunit mystery that he wrote. Um, he's obsessed with Ag- Agatha Christie. Um, but Rian Johnson. Oh, it's a
1: twist on Agatha Christie
0: meaning that he just is very inspired by her. I mean, it's not hmm. like a twist. It's not based on any one thing. It's a new story. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, the point is Knives Out, it's just so uh, fun. Like, I, I just feel like it was, it, it's that classic feeling of just like having a really fun time at the movies that to me is lost in a lot of the big blockbusters of today. To me, I don't really get that from your Avengers and your Star Wars. And I know a lot of people do, but uh, they don't connect with me. But Knives Out makes me feel like I'm watching... An old blockbuster of some kind, you know, like an old fun, just like having having fun at the movies kind of deal, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I really loved it. <clears throat> it stars uh, Daniel Craig, Tony Collette, um, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it's just like a all star cast, especially, <clears throat> especially Tony Collette is so good in this movie. Oh, really? I was cracking up at her character. I mean, she's hilarious and uh-huh. she's just hysterical. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend Knives Out to, to anyone, really. I think it's such a massive deal. Really? Kind of
1: highly movie. recommend, eh? Highly recommend, yeah. Number 10. <coughs> number 10 wow. User. Okay.
0: All right, what about you? What's your number 10?
1: I, I want to see that, and uh, that was on my honorable. So, I added that just now to my honorable mentions that I haven't seen yet that um, could very well have made my top 10. But um, I'm realizing, you know, when I made my top 10 list, I'm realizing I I didn't, I don't feel like I really saw... Enough movies this year um, to have like a very uh, confident top ten list. Because mm, mm-hmm. I, yeah, some of the movies that are on my list are not movies that I would say were like amazing, mm-hmm. but that you know they just squeaked their they, way. S- in. They kind of yeah, they defaulted their way into it. Uh-huh. Um, that said, I did watch movies. It's just that I, I guess ultimately, I didn't feel like this was the best year for movies. Let me mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so number 10 for me was Cats.
0: <laughs> and I put <laughs> I, that there. I, I somehow thought you might put that higher even. I mean. Not higher. I'm, I'm
1: putting it at 10 because it's not a good movie by no. any means, but it was highly entertaining.
0: Absolutely. On accident. I fully agree.
1: And so I imagine, I'm just guessing. I know you don't want me to speculate, but it's probably <laughs> on your list. I don't know. But like basically, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I realize, you know, I recognize now after... We saw it, you know, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Not that ago. long ago, yeah. And I had no uh, notion of the fact that this movie would become such a kind of controversial topic Uh, i you know after having read a few articles and reviews about it it seems that a lot of people are talking about this movie as being very you know ridiculous and over the top and worth seeing because of that and so i think it is becoming kind of this culty sensation for the Mm -hmm. wrong reasons and
0: for the wrong reasons, not the
1: wrong reasons but like in other words oh oh, the
0: wrong reasons from the filmmaker's intention exactly
1: and so like the i didn't go into it with that i'm not like you know some person who just thinks oh all these people said it was so bad i gotta see it i you know had my own thoughts about what it would be like and i wanted to see <laughs> it based on that and it just happens to coincide with a you know i think a good amount of other people's opinions yeah um I'm not a person who necessarily wants to see this be the next like Rocky Horror Picture show because I feel like at that point it kind of loses sort of, I don't know, the novelty of the of the idea. Point being, I definitely got a lot out of the experience of it and oh, yeah, yeah, so therefore it made my top 10 list.
0: Absolutely. I
1: definitely would like to re-watch this with my brothers.
0: <laughs> um, I loved it. It was such a fun time. I totally Oh, you agree. loved it? Oh, I mean like... I loved it. I would never watch it again. But you would
1: never watch it again.
0: Oh, I mean, it's terrible. But, never again. Well, maybe, maybe with the right people under the right circumstances, but I would never pay for it again. I'll, oh, I'll I would certainly never say pay
1: again.
0: Um, because holy shit, I I didn't laugh more in any movie this year than Kat.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, so that therefore,
0: it's the comedy of the year.
1: It's I've got to give it that. You know, like that is worth something. Mm-hmm. It definitely made me laugh more than any other movie this year.
0: Hundred percent. Me too. So there you go. Uh, All right. Let's move to number nine. Yeah. Number nine for me is the Farewell, which I know oh my God. <laughs> is nowhere on your top ten. But I really enjoyed the Farewell. I okay. thought it was, um, I thought it was like a new, original, fresh uh, story. Hmm. Like it felt like a story to me that I had not heard before. Um, you know, like a modern story about uh, China and like the dynamic of a family going through. Um, not telling the grandma i mean the, the basic setup of course if you don't know what the farewell is um is the grandma is of this family is ill with cancer uh and the family knows it and they are choosing to not tell her about it so they all sort of are in on it and they're sort of grieving her together and being around her and she is just out of the loop essentially of her own diagnosis and i felt like it was um that setup is unique already and it almost seems like the kind of setup that you would need in like a, it would, you would almost think at least from my American perspective, it almost sounds like it should be like a sci-fi setup, but it's just so crazy to me that that like really does happen in, in Chinese culture. And I guess that was a shock to me and, uh, and an educational moment too, of like how different, um, you know, Eastern and Western uh, philosophies can be as far as, um, just like familial relations and, and that sort of stuff. And, and, uh, so, I think for, for that alone, it was already intriguing to me, uh, like, just from an educational perspective, but also, I felt like it had a lot of heart, and I really enjoyed the performance of the grandma. I thought she was incredible, uh, super captivating, and just overall, I thought the writing was was really tight and fun, and, um, and, yeah, just, like, really heartfelt. So, yeah, The Farewell for me is number nine. I really enjoyed it. All right. What's number nine for you?
1: Number nine for me was Downton Abbey. <laughs>
0: I did not see it.
1: I did not surprised.
0: <laughs> is wait? Is this a Netflix? No, a it was store? a no.
1: It came out in theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah, Downton Abbey the movie. All right, uh, just a fun watch.
0: Now wait, is down is Downton Abbey based on a TV series or am I?
1: Downton Abbey is a TV series. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, It's actually very much based on the original. There was an, an, another series that was basically the same thing that came out in the 70s called Upstairs, Downstairs, which I watched all of Really enjoyed that. Great Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Really well written, well acted. And I mean, to me, that's like the real version of what this show is going for. Mm. And Downton Abbey is like the Hollywood slick, like, you know, kind of, less authentic version in my opinion to (laughs) a degree um Uh but still fun and um you know i enjoy the show and i enjoyed the movie Mm -hmm. it was basically like one long episode of the show (laughs) it was just a fun i just you know it's a lot of fun eye candy and you know it's just more of the same yeah i just i liked it you liked it whatever it
0: squeaks its way into number nine.
1: It squeaks its way to number nine.
0: <laughs> just nothing above more. Cats. No, nothing
1: more need to be said. <laughs> the it's next just,
0: best movie is. You know, cats, look, so. I would probably
1: watch it again as a fun little right. jaunt. You know, right. what I mean? yeah. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Hey. It's entertainment to me.
0: Let's move to number eight. Okay. Number eight for me is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino.
1: Oh, that was number eight. Wheat.
0: Number eight wheat. Wait, what?
1: Wheat? Wheat is eight in French.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I had no idea what you're saying. Um. Eight wheat. Um, Yes, number eight. What, you'd expect it to be higher or something?
1: Yeah, I guess I did.
0: Really, though? Because I I did really like this movie a lot. Um, Tarantino, you know, he's never made a bad film. Uh, But if I really have to get it's odd to even start this with a negative. But I feel like it's on the lower end of a Tarantino film, sure. but it's still an excellent film as far as just every other film that came out this year. Uh-huh. And so it, it totally deserves a, a spot in the top 10. Oh, for yeah, sure.
1: I agree. But um, I, wow.
0: Okay. Well, I just, you know, these other films I, I did like better. Once by Hol- time in Hollywood by, by Tarantino uh, is, I, I really enjoyed watching it uh, the mm-hmm. first time. I mean, it was just like such an exciting time to finally see like another new Tarantino film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think looking back, it's like my experience of watching it the very first time is something I like more than I think the movie itself, Mm -hmm. because I think by the time it wrapped up and by the time it ended and kind of looking back on it as a whole, it just didn't give me as many wow moments or sort of like that, that real sensation of, yeah. um, The feeling that I often get from great movies of the year, but especially Tarantino movies, like. I think it's almost an uphill battle for Tarantino at this point, for me at least, Mm -hmm. because I expect so much out of him because he's such a phenomenal filmmaker that even a disappointment is, or or, I mean, I guess what what I'm saying is, when he disappoints, it doesn't mean his movie is bad. It just means that it's not phenomenal because he often does phenomenal work. Mm-hmm. So, I will say Once by Time in Hollywood is not a phenomenal Tarantino film, but it is a great film nonetheless, and I definitely recommend it to, to anyone. I mean, if you're interested in film, I mean, it's it's like you really should be seeing Tarantino's films. I mean, they, they are the culmination of film history, and he's bringing old uh, cinema I think to to modern day uh, mm-hmm. multiplexes and I think that's really exciting mm-hmm. so yeah I, I did really enjoy it and um, you know it deserves a spot
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm
0: what about you what's your number eight
1: my number eight is the uh, the Joker
0: Joker all right
1: yeah I mean look I didn't like love this movie and mm-hmm. I probably will never watch it again but <laughs> I definitely thought that Joaquin Phoenix's performance was worth watching and he's amazing in it. Like, he's just such a great actor. And uh, so that, you know, to me, that's just deserving of some recognition. I wouldn't be totally bummed if he won Best Actor, you know, Mm -hmm. for an Academy Award in that movie Mm because he would deserve it. He's a great actor. I
0: could think of a couple better performances that we'll get to later. But. I
1: mean, look there there are other performances that I think think were also but really great. But he was great, phenomenal. In but that movie. he was phenomenal, and you know, if he won, so I be it. I wouldn't be
0: sad. I wouldn't be sad.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh fuck that, <laughs> which I have been like in many other passages. That's
0: true. Actually, I do. Agree you know, with that. I, I <laughs> and do think so yeah,
1: yeah. and I think that he is getting some recognition for it, which I applaud because at least there's something.
0: <laughs> well, he just won Best Actor at the Golden Globes. Yes, exactly. Which is often a premonition for what the Oscars But,
1: you know, it's kind of messed up because, like, I know that Adam Sandler got totally snubbed for Uncut Gems. Willem Dafoe, another person who's gotten snubbed for uh, these awards. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's just kind of, you know, at this point, it's like, all right, well, this clearly means nothing.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, again, I feel like these awards, they just don't mean... It's just a bunch of bullshit. They just aren't really a summary of what is truly great right now.
1: Right, but that said... Walking Phoenix and the Joker
0: is good, very
1: good <laughs> for a mainstream movie. Right? Yeah. So I that made number was, eight.
0: All right. Let's move on. To, let's move on to number seven. All right. Uh, number seven for me is the Art of Self Defense.
1: Oh, I didn't see which that. Which I know
0: you didn't see, but mm-hmm. um, I was really surprised by this movie. I mean, I thought I to see it. I thought I was going to like it. Um, I thought it was going to be like kind of fun enough, but like maybe not really that great. But I think what I was so surprised by was the 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 t- the tone of the film. Was uh, So if you don't know, The Art of Self-Defense, it kind of, I feel like, flew under the radar this year. But um, it's a film that stars Jesse Eisenberg, and he plays a, a, a young guy who, and this isn't a spoiler, it happens the very first scene. He gets uh, beat up, and he kind of takes upon the initiative to then take up a self-defense class to, like, protect himself for any future beat-ups that make her. Um, and so he joins this karate class. And the, the dynamic of the karate class is like this strange kind of world that he dives into and uh, like the headmaster or whatever is like this, this guy who is just, he's so serious and, and there's this, uh, there's this girl there who's trying to like climb the ranks. And I feel like it basically just makes this whole elaborate story about this um, kind of like the mysterious things that may or may not be going on at this karate um studio karate yeah and you're sort of like uncovering the it's just it's just like a it's a surprisingly dark and i think hilarious uh dark comedy <laughs>
1: uh-huh. again another movie i did not see this year that i want to see mm-hmm. and the more you're talking about it, the more I'm thinking, I'm I, watch really,
0: I really think you would like it. I'm mean, i going to watch it tonight. I, I actually like, I highly recommend it for you, especially it's like, it's like a dry comedy that I feel like you would actually be pretty into.
1: Watching it tonight. It's, it's not like trying tonight, to be funny. I'm watching you know it
0: I mean? tonight. <laughs> I love that for you. All right. Uh, what's number seven for you?
1: Seven for me is, it's funny. I, I had one thing and I immediately changed it within oh. the last five minutes. Holy shit. So for me, number seven now is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah,
0: ha, ha, ha. Did it lower on your list? It lowered, yeah. Wow. Oh, so because I put it at number eight.
1: It affected me.
0: That <laughs> wow, I have a real effect on you, huh?
1: I guess it oh, is. wow, look at that. Agree. You're
0: seeing self-defense tonight, and now you're lowering Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, wow, wow, wow. It wow. should feel effective. Like,
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah let's, let's I, I had it higher and then I realized you know what? <laughs> you're right
0: it's just not top tier you know what I mean well
1: it's just I I can it's it, great though it's, it's great it's like the kind of movie where you're watching you're like it's a good movie <laughs> but <laughs> I don't necessarily like it <laughs> No, I mean... <laughs>
0: I like... I definitely no, like it. No, I liked it. Yeah, I yeah.
1: like it. I like it. I like it. It's just that it's not like... I don't like it more than a different movie that I had in its place. Mm, uh-huh. And yeah. I realized... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know Look, what? Truth be uh, told... You to make these decisions Truth sometimes. be told, I probably will watch this movie again.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I mean, I mean, hey... Uh Tarantino to me is is very rewatchable cuz it's well, like it's not not fun times it's the No
1: it's not about fun times it's like all right I need to watch this again <laughs> <laughs> Give it another honest shot you know because I just feel like I don't know you know <laughs> Okay, uh, okay. That, Look there were some gr- I, Here's what I will say there were some I thought that there were some great performances in this movie
0: Absolutely yeah
1: Leonardo DiCaprio amazing
0: Very good yeah
1: Brad Pitt, totally whatever.
0: It's still really good. Fine.
1: Um, and, good you know, there were some really cool moments.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, very cool moments. You
1: know, there There's were some moment.
0: sequences that are absolutely incredible.
1: Sure. Ultimately, I just thought I actually thought Leonardo DiCaprio stole the show on this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. He's really good.
1: Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just it wasn't my favorite movie is all I'm saying, but it definitely deserves to be seen. And I think a lot of people who watch this movie will really like it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. And like a lot of people who I know who did watch this movie really liked it.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: therefore, I feel like I should recommend it because I think you're going to like it.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's good so enough. whatever. <laughs> uh, Moving on. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Number, we're getting to number six now. Number six. Number six for me is... Six for six. Six for <laughs> the six, 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 the, the uh, number of the devil. Don't say do that. <laughs> Anyways, number six for me is Under the Silver Lake.
1: Oh, my God. That now made look, 10? Hey, wow. Okay. It
0: absolutely did. <laughs> really? I really loved this movie. I felt like, I've wow. again, it felt very overlooked to me. Huh. Um, huh. It's just so fun and vibrant and colorful. And I felt like really exciting at times. And like the central mystery is, it's like, it felt a bit at times of like a... Uh, not so much David Lynch in the dark sense, but just in like the in the sort of like you're getting a a um,
1: abstract sort of Rorschach like a pastiche.
0: Test. Yeah, it's like there's many different things going on, and it doesn't all add up necessarily. Throughout the experience of watching it, I was having such a fun time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was overlooked again because it just didn't. It it's not like you're. It doesn't easily slot in to one particular thing i think it's kind of blending multiple genres hmm. so what's your number six
1: well i was just gonna say with regard oh. to that movie it, i have a, uh, so here's my lists mm-hmm. that i have written out on my piece of paper right top 10 movies of 2019 so there's that mm-hmm. and then there's the next section which is honorable mentions slash movies i haven't seen but would probably include there's that mm-hmm. and then there's just others <laughs>
0: and it's an other
1: others in terms of like movies that i watched that i did not necessarily like and i would say that that movie was on well i wouldn't say it is yeah under the silver lake is on others list that's fine
0: you know hey whatever i know it didn't connect with you as much but to me i i I just really enjoyed it and it's it's a movie actually i would like to watch again i
1: I would never watch it again but hey congratulations that you like it. Um, it follows
0: director by the way
1: Oh right, no and wonder I, I, really I didn't like, like it. I, really liked I, it. I didn't like
0: it. I really liked follows.
1: <laughs> Listen to the episode of Totally Tell Me on it, follow on and it follows, and you'll understand what we we'll mean. You will understand. Um, <laughs> no, not not.
0: It comes at night. I, oh. I, are you thinking about it comes at night? Yeah, yeah. Not it comes at night. Though, by the way, he does have a movie out right now oh, right. that is in my list of movies I didn't see but may have made my top ten because his new movie is called Waves, and I've been hearing good things. Wait,
1: was it follows with?
0: It follows that like horror movie about the like loud of, noise thingy. No, no, no. Don't it's talk. It's like this thing that follows you around.
1: Oh, that one, yeah. That, well, that was scored by Fez, dude.
0: Yes. Oh
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's great.
0: Love the soundtrack yeah, and yeah. excellent soundtrack in Under the Silver Lake. Forgot mm. to mention that. <laughs> it's the same guy. Disaster right. piece. Name right,
1: disaster guy. piece. He's a, he's cool. I like him. He likes us. Yeah. What's your number six? Um, for me, number six was a film that. Maybe a bit of a controversial uh, title.
0: Selection. It bumped Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood, it sounds like.
1: <laughs> no, it didn't. It, oh, okay. It's always at number six. Oh, okay. So, my brothers and I were going through, and we were deciding to like watch some old titles. <laughs> one of which was a film that, as my, in my childhood, I watched. Oh, my God. One of, this was one of like a f- <laughs> handful of selections that I would just watch on repeat. Uh-huh. All right? On repeat, I would watch the movie finish the movie mm-hmm. rewind the movie mm-hmm. and watch it again okay <laughs> i'm right? getting i am
0: sweating about this so
1: this is a release mm-hmm. for me 2019
0: 2019
1: yeah. release because of the new Disney Plus, that I feel okay.
0: a so is a pretty good resource. Pretty crazy loophole you're uh, pulling right and now.
1: So for me, number six was the classic Old Yeller.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. What and, year was that like?
1: The- and mainly for this one reason. Because in the movie, there's a line in which the main guy, or one of the main guys, the younger brother, actually, he's like five. Um, not five, <laughs> but he's probably like six or seven. Old Yeller. He's like, um, He's got this little, like, kind of animal that he's hiding in his shirt. And then it crawls out and he goes, it's a horny toad. And I just really like that line.
0: Wow. <laughs> Laura, I am befuddled, be- bewitched. No, but beyond that. Beyond that. that. <laughs> Nin- the 1957 <laughs> film Old Yeller. Have
1: you not seen this movie?
0: You know what? I haven't. Oh,
1: my God. It's so good. I'm
0: sure it's great.
1: It's a great movie.
0: It's a great movie of 1957. Also, I will say apparently, this. Apparently... Also of 2019.
1: Can I reveal a little secret to you?
0: Of course, absolutely. The main I'm...
1: guy, the younger brother. Uh huh. He actually doesn't say it's a horny toad. <laughs> Although I really remember him saying that years ago. But when I rewatched it this year, he never said that.
0: Oh wow. I think you may. This may have just been a um, a, mis- a figment of your imagination. It
1: wasn't. Me and my brother both remember him going. It's a horny toad. Well,
0: you probably just you know started the quote and then it became no, so real. to I you. I
1: swear it was real. I, I feel like know, if it was real, it'd be on. I could look back on the video- VHS videotape that I have back at my parents' house. You
0: should do that, and I think you would. I might. You would unfortunately. Either discover
1: way, look for people out there. Old Yeller's a great movie. Watch it; it'll just fill your heart with joy and laughter and sadness too, and. <laughs> i loved it Uh and it's now available on disney plus it came out this year last year 2019
0: all right well that's an insane pick for your number six film of 2019 you gotta
1: throw in a good one (laughs)
0: let's throw in or let's move on Mm i'd rather Mm -hmm. to number five number five for me is the lighthouse love that was number
1: five that was number five. Oh, my God.
0: I loved The Lighthouse. No,
1: I liked it, too, but my incredible God. Incredible film. Geez, that's a bit of a misnomer.
0: Well, I mean, there's four other films that I loved even more, and we'll that's get to them. Up. But uh up. But The Lighthouse, for me, well, no, it's an incredible film. I mean, number five is a prestigious spot, I would say.
1: I suppose.
0: Um, the Lighthouse is incredible. Phenomenal performances uh, from the two leads, which are um, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a black and white film that sort of has this like old 20s 30s aesthetic, visual aesthetic.
1: It's a gothic. It's like gothic cinema.
0: Yeah, and it's and it uh, again, it's Robert Eggers directing and he sort of is pulling from um these old diaries to sort of recreate this time and a place, and expressionist. I, yeah, and it's just a spe- oh German expressionist for sure. Like just like the deep shadows and stuff. the f- The photography of this film is incredible. Amazing. And I think really just the standout thing though is Willem Defoe's Dafoe, performance in this. Incredible is just incredible. I mean, like to me that might have been the performance of the year. Oh. Um, I mean, I, f- I I'm looking at my uh, the other four. I feel like. There's one other that could sort of compete with it a little bit. But I think if I really, if I was like doing the awards ceremony at the old Oscars and I was opening up that envelope, I think I'd have to give it to Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. I think he gave the best performance of the year.
1: Because I
0: I mean, I just got chills from his performance and I felt like he really just embodied this old sailor kind of like gruff Mm. dude who's... I mean, I just totally believed him. And, and the speeches that he gives are just absolutely incredible. I mean, I just feel like he was born to play this role in a way. It was just such a, it was a performance of a lifetime, I feel like, for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen him better in a way. Hmm. I just feel like this was like, wow. What, such a wow performance for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, The Lighthouse. I mean, what more is there to say? I, I love it. I love it. Highly recommend that movie. Mm-hmm. What's your number five?
1: My number five is what was going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has become the king ah the king did you see the king
0: i loved it yeah
1: you loved it well i mean look i mean wow. uh, i don't want to uh, that's crazy that you loved it because well now no, you I, I really suddenly like period piece dramas i suppose hey okay,
0: i mean timothy chalamet is
1: he's so good in it is he not
0: he's very good and very attractive he it. is and robert pattinson is also very good in it not, he as, is. A, not as attractive in it but he's very good in he's it.
1: good in it he i know very good yeah i really like that movie i thought that wow for once netflix did something good
0: i was surprised at how much i enjoyed it
1: i was too i was Mm -hmm. too and i felt like yeah it was just a it was a well executed well delivered product Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of a you know representation of this particular king at that particular time Mm -hmm. and they did it you know they did a really good job yeah and timothy chalamet excellent performance excellent
0: really good He's such a, a great boy actor. Boy King.
1: I mean, he yeah, he really delivers the goods on that one. Yeah.
0: You just instantly believe him. And that's pretty surprising considering but like for he, me. Yeah. I'm just kind of, to be honest, I'm putting on the king because I just want to watch Timothy Chalamet prance <laughs> around the screen. Like, I don't even care what he's saying or doing. See,
1: I'm watching it because I'm thinking, all right, a new period piece, drama, I'll take a look.
0: I know, but what I'm saying is like he convinced me to like take the performance very seriously yeah and it went so far beyond just like him being like a cute boy acting in a new movie you know what i mean it's
1: funny because right when you know i always have this feeling about timothy jalamet like right when i first see him (laughs) i'm like like, oh here he is in this movie no no it's not like that i'm just like what is this little tween little bitch (laughs) ass little fucking twink about to do in this movie you know it just seems like he's gonna be annoying Uh but then he starts
0: acting and he's so good and i'm
1: just like all right (laughs) i'm i'm sold yeah you know i'm on i'm on board like Mm -hmm. he just pulls me on board and i'm like yeah i totally take this person seriously Mm -hmm. but the king yeah that made my top 10 list again this was not the strongest year for me for movies I don't even know if The King would have made my top 10 list in prior years, but because... Number five,
0: wow. Look,
1: I liked it more than The Joker. I liked it more than Downton Abbey, even. And I even liked it more than Old Yeller.
0: It didn't make make my top 10, I, I mean. I
1: did like it more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood
0: it's good though you know where i placed it because i i rate literally every single film that i see it's number 18 for me
1: oh my god really
0: <laughs> wow but i liked i, I definitely that's still liked the it like more it than range. the
1: silver lake movie my god well hey i
0: mean different strokes for different
1: folks yeah strokes <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right all right uh let's move on to number four number four, number four. we're heating up over here number four mm-hmm. Whew. uncut gems i mean uh, hey shit. Yeah. gotta give it to uncut gems right. holy shit don't
1: give away too much because i haven't oh, seen I, it I and I'm, I'm like i said i think this would have definitely made my top i would ten. not
0: give away a single goddamn
1: thing i really want to see this i'm going to be seeing it soon so okay
0: we're definitely like solidly in must-see movies of the year at this point. And I think Uncut Gems is a must-see movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like, it is it is so, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, just like 2019. Like it's very modern. It's like this modern take on just excellent filmmaking. You know, it reminds me actually of, you know, Tarantino's early days too. Of just like this kind of manic, just wild, sensational Characters and the momentum of this movie is incredible. Um, Adam Sandler's performance is—I mean, you know, everyone's talked about already—but it is truly great. I mean, he's he is really great in this movie, mm-hmm. and just from the from truly the beginning to the end, I was hooked. I I really was surprised at how invested I was in in everything he's sort of getting up to. Again, I'm not going to give away anything, but mm-hmm. this is just a really intense movie. And um, again, the Safdie brothers are just proving again and again to be some of the most exciting filmmakers out there right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like them as a duo with Good Time and now this, like they have firmly established themselves in my eyes as like filmmakers to watch, you know, like up and coming young filmmakers who really understand film history and are like moving things forward as far as cinema goes. Mm -hmm. Because this was just like, what a thrill. What a thrill of a movie to watch in the theaters. All right. All
1: right. All right. See it in
0: theaters. See it in theaters.
1: I'm going to see it. That's
0: all I got to say. So yeah, yeah I've
1: heard not just from you from multiple sources that this is a great movie really worthy of seeing on the big screen. So yeah. I, I, I probably could have watched this on the smaller screen but I guess I don't think
0: you should No I don't yeah. I want
1: I, I'm waiting to see it in the theater so yeah I, I just haven't had a lot of time lately so that's kind of why I haven't seen it and I'm going to.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah. you'll love it. I think you'll love it.
1: Yeah I, I sense that <laughs> <laughs> All right what, what's, your what's number my four? number four? My number four is parasite.
0: Oh, great. Oh, mm-hmm. well,
1: I. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. A fun movie, a fun watch. Definitely just a thrill ride. And, um, you know, one of the better movies of the year. Absolutely. I mean, look, it's not without its faults, but I just really enjoyed the ride. And so, more and more, I think these days, I'm. I think my opinions on movies are. Or like my ratings on movies are kind of more based on enjoyability mm-hmm. rather than just intellectual mm-hmm. bandwidth mm-hmm. <laughs> um that I, think sense? that I think. well you, you know, know i mean, think that there's some issues that you know you could kind of dig into with this movie absolutely but it was a great watch i mean it's absolutely. just so I much mean, fun to watch yes. and <laughs> yeah i just would i would watch it again mm-hmm. i totally oh, yeah. would watch it again and uh So for that, I just placed it high up on the list because it was like one of the more fun movies to watch this year. Yeah. You know, it pulls you in and you don't want to leave until it's over. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a good movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll have more to say on it I just (laughs) like
1: watching movies. um, I like watching movies that are fun.
0: It's incredible filmmaking.
1: You know, like I'm starting, it's funny. You know, there's movies that are great for different reasons. But do you ever want to watch them again? I don't know. Certain ones. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I
0: think both can be really true, though. I mean, yeah. and I think that will become apparent as we continue on this list. But right. for me, I think I, I do really appreciate just like a fun time at the movies. But I also like a movie that maybe necessarily I'm not even excited to watch again. But it was just such a harrowing experience. True. It's like, true. you know, how could I not give it a nod? True, you know what I mean? true. So I think for me, both right. are true.
1: I guess, you know what's true about movies? Like, you know what movie is like exemplary of that is... Mother. Mother.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Mother is the kind of movie that it's like what I was a say, it's harrowing like, experience. It's like a
1: really intense, obviously amazing feat of filmmaking, but I don't really want to watch it again. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if I'm being honest, but that I made am my down top. to watch it again. And in fact, I've already seen it like three or four times. Oh my God. But I think I might have seen it I understand, twice. I understand why people wouldn't watch it. See, that I
1: watched again. that movie... like that made my top three i think the year it came out oh yeah it was my
0: number one for sure
1: it's not my number one but like you know obviously just an incredible feat of filmmaking but you know not everyone agrees with that no no at all
0: it's it's very uh divisive yeah maybe anyways anyways so um, that was
1: my number four all right what's your number three
0: number three for me is midsummer
1: fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but what do you mean
0: fuck you it's never i mean damn number three inc- better than uncut gems better than the new tarantino movie better than all these other chunks that i've in the mentioned hell
1: is that, i can't even imagine what you would put at number one and <sighs> well, two
0: well we'll see we'll see won't we but number three uh, is, at this
1: point i honestly have no idea oh wait okay here okay i have some ideas <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have two
1: ideas. Oh my god, really? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, look, it's not about what's better than because it's still one of the best movies of the year.
1: Oh my god. Ari I'm Astor. just guessing here. I'm not going to say it, but I'm guessing. <laughs> <in>
0: my mind <laughs> Ari Aster coming through with his um with his second film, a second feature length film I should say. And man, I mean, he's hitting it out of the park again, much like the Safdie brothers just before him with Uncut Gems. Uh, a filmmaker to watch of 2019. Like he's another young filmmaker who has this like deep understanding of film history and is making new visions. You know what I mean? Like he, he is, um, he's taking things from the past and moving them forward. To me, Midsummer was such an experience. Another horrific vision from Ari Aster, maybe not as horrific as his debut feature Hereditary, which I still, I, I do prefer that movie, but, oh really but Midsummer to me is still just such a knocking it out of the ballpark kind of movie like he he, he's just at the top of his game right now like he everything he makes to me is is a must-see so far he's two for two Mm -hmm. and Midsummer. I mean you just gotta see it it's um it's it's just incredible (laughs) I mean I don't know what more to say about it but Ari Aster is a filmmaker to watch Okay. And so that's what I have to say, but you made your point.
1: <laughs> made my point. Made my point. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Number three. My number three is Jojo Rabbit.
0: Holy <laughs> shit! I am blown back, flabbergasted. You loved this movie.
1: I um, I didn't say that I loved it, but I really liked it. Wow. wow! Yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. I there were a couple mo- things about it that were like kind of cringeworthy and like some of the comic relief, like not comic relief. The thing is, is I didn't know anything about this movie. I hadn't seen a trailer for it. I had only known, I guess, a couple things I've heard about it. You know, like from people, but. Uh-huh just that they they liked it or that you know that it was a comedy so i went into this movie thinking it was like a pure comedy yeah no it's definitely not, and it's it sort of framed as a comedy in the beginning like it feels like it is going to just be a pure comedy and then it has so much more dynamics to it than that like once you get into it and um while some of the comedic elements i thought were kind of hammy and cheesy like once that was kind of not as apparent. Um, I just thought that uh, the writing was really good. Mm-hmm. The casting, the uh, the main kid, the main act, the, the star of the show. Mm-hmm. The little boy. Amazing. Yeah. Such mm-hmm. a good actor. I do
0: fully agree with that. And yeah.
1: I think that the writing was very good, ultimately. Like, you know, the lines are all really good, you know? I mean, it could have gone in a really cheesy direction most of the time, but ultimately it did not. And it was like, really felt honest and um, his dynamic with the other girl, the young girl who was in this movie was really interesting. And there was just a lot of really good character development and Scarlett Johansson while at first I thought was like ridiculous because so she speaks and this is not really a spoiler, but she's, you know, it takes place in world war two Germany Mm -hmm. and Scarlett Johansson plays a German Woman. She's the mother, of, She's the 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 mother of the young boy. It's the premise is that it's about a boy who uh, he has like an imaginary friend that is Adolf Hitler. And he like admires him and he's like a fanatic Nazi mm-hmm. youth. Right. And, um, you know, ultimately like he's, you know, kind of.
0: his. He's being put to the test.
1: He, well, I don't, whatever it is, his mom is not a Nazi and right. she doesn't like it. And so anyway, his mother is played by Scarlett Johansson. She's kind of like part of the resistance. And she speaks in a German accent or is like trying to speak in a German accent in the movie <laughs> at first. And when that first, when you first hear her talk, you're kind of, I was taken aback and I was like, okay, that is not believable. <laughs> and I didn't like that. But then it slowly just, I slowly totally accepted it and like it didn't bother me anymore after I kind of got used to it and like realized she was actually doing a great job. Wow. And you know, I just, I actually thought it was a very good movie and it stuck with me. Afterwards, I mean, there again, there were a couple other things about it, like the 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 use of the um, like later era music in the movie as a juxtaposition to that time and place, and the events. Yeah, they were kind using like a lot of like Beatles and stuff like that, and just rock and roll music to kind yeah. of, I think, juxtapose the seriousness of the situation. Um, felt a little forced and you know kind of cheesy, but I mean overall it was fine. You know, I mean overall. <laughs> It was a good movie uh-huh. and um, I thought it was poignant and I did think that it was effective and it did stick with me afterwards and mm. I still I'm thinking oh I watched it two days ago yeah but I finding myself thinking about it you know yeah and I felt for these characters I really did good yeah I liked it I liked it I, and it's a coming of age and you know there's other kids in this movie like right. the boy and his relationship with his friend mm-hmm. the other friend Mm-hmm. Great, Dynamic.
0: I I liked that for sure. That kid that was, was the so only, good. That, that was like the main part of the movie that I was really enjoying. I know you didn't a like a lot this of movie. the other stuff. I was just like, ugh. I don't Why
1: care. didn't you like this movie?
0: I just really felt like it was falling prey to being kind of cheesy in the tone. The tone, it felt like it was really trying to work so hard to make me like invested it in its tone, and and I don't know. I just I I couldn't. I just was not along for the ride. Really, like mm. I felt like the comedy wasn't really landing for me um and the drama was like a little cheesy at times especially towards the end i felt like it was just getting to this place where like i don't know i just couldn't be that invested in it Mm. the only thing i really cared about and really enjoyed was definitely the the lead boy is he's he's really good in this movie yeah um and definitely deserves any praise that 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 comes his way uh as is his friend um and their and their dynamic is
1: what about the the girl the
0: movie yeah that's is that I mean. who you're talking
1: about oh i thought oh, not, not i'm hitler. also talking about no 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 not hitler but the, the like other boyfriend the friend who's like the young boy
0: oh the, the the chubby guy
1: yeah he's so good i don't
0: know i was like i, loved I him. Thought, I, I, I thought loved he him. was that was what that was more on the cheesy end for me
1: i didn't think he was cheesy i thought yeah. he was very authentic and hey very good. i mean
0: this movie has has probably for me been the movie that i think i'm like the furthest off with most people, because mm-hmm. I think most people are really enjoying Jojo Rabbit. So I think probably people should see it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with you that it seems like most people do enjoy this movie. So like by all means. But the girl, go,
1: but who it. you said that, that that his dynamic with the lead girl that was the dynamic was great. Yeah,
0: that was the dynamic that I was most interested in, and their scenes together I was super like engaged and and very invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just some of the other drama that was happening around that I was just like. I don't know about this. And Hitler yeah. Hitler to me.
1: Well, I didn't like the Hitler character. Yeah,
0: like it just was He felt hammy. And that to me is like huge for this movie.
1: Not really. He's not as I don't think that his character is that prominent in this movie compared to Really, it's really about his his relationship with the girl. Mm-hmm. And like his arc. Mm-hmm. It's really about the boy, you know? I mean, and his kind of discovery of it is. and it's and it's it's actually, in a lot of ways, a universal kind of character arc for humanity. You know what I mean? Like the uh, the inclination for people and humankind to be so persuaded to want to mm. be a part you of something. You just want to go along
0: with the, with the crowd or whatever. Yeah.
1: And it's like, that is a true like thing about humanity, you know, that there's this, this inclination to want to feel a part of something mm-hmm. that seems like it's powerful mm-hmm. because... Maybe at one point it is powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and to in and power, to, for example. And yeah, exactly. But and to go against one's own internal inclinations towards kindness or towards yeah. you know general goodness. And I think that this movie just it really does illustrate that really well. And mm-hmm. like ultimately, I just felt like it wasn't as cheesy as it really could have been. So there you go. Okay. Did I change your opinion? No.
0: Fuck yeah. So number two for me is climax.
1: Oh, good God. <laughs> right on.
0: I knew this would be a controversial pick for you. But for me, Climax... I mean, if, I, if I'm talking about movies that stuck with me, and actually, as we were just talking about it with Mother, for example, where it's like a movie that is such an intense ex- experience and something I look back on is like... <laughs> It's like how you look back on a traumatic event in your life where it's like this harrowing experience that you had um, now do I am I am I dying to watch climax again not really but I just can't deny what that movie did to my psyche which was like it was very much it was very much in at the forefront of of my thoughts for like a couple weeks after seeing it wow. and I feel like it was a big comeback for Gaspar Noé that French director who I really love Um, his previous film to this, I just was like not a fan of, which was love. And I felt like, oh man, maybe he's like on a downhill streak. And to me, I know not for you, but to me, this was like a big comeback to like his prime with like enter the void and irreversible, which are these other very intense films uh if you don't really know climax i'll just give a very brief explanation that it's about this party that happens it all takes place in the course of one night this party that happens with like 20 odd people and you're just watching this party just unfold over the course of the night drugs become involved and it becomes a very dark trip for multiple people involved and you're just seeing these like very dark events kind of transpire over the night um and yeah i felt like um I just was, it it gave me anxiety more so than any other film I saw this year. It was the kind of film that, like, (laughs) it's the kind of film that we saw in theaters together, actually, and I felt like I wanted to, like, leave the theater because it was just so difficult to stomach, and I was on the edge of my seat. So hmm. I got to give it a climax. Hmm. And in fact, I will say I was really going back and forth between my one and two because this was for a long time my number one movie. And I just felt like I had to like really sit down and think about my, my top two as far as like which one really should have the number one spot. But this for me was like very close to being my number one movie of the year.
1: Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hey it's, it's it's
0: it's it's my jojo rabbit for you, you i know? suppose it's, it's so that one, one that...
1: didn't even make my others list
0: <laughs> and you know what jojo <laughs> rabbit didn't make my other jo- jojo rabbit was low on my list
1: like, I okay i just don't know i just don't care about that, that i know guy.
0: you didn't i know you didn't i hey and i also think that's a fun episode to listen
1: to by the way so just okay, speaking of totally tell totally go because listen uh, to the cats episode though that was the, probably the best episode of the year oh climax that oh, wait, was really fun what was the best Spencer totally tell Owen? me episode of the year
0: might have been a climax for me. Really? Because we disagreed so heavily, and then Spencer Owen, he, he's what a great guy. And he's so funny on that episode. I <laughs> feel like we really had oh some my great gosh. moments. Should we you have know? him be on the. Hey, I mean, we could talk about it. We okay. could talk about it. I mean, hey. <laughs> hey, actually, hey, yeah, probably. Hey, could be. Could be. It could be.
1: Hey. Quimby. Ah. Anyways,
0: what's your number um, two? It's my number
1: two slowly. is The Lighthouse.
0: The Lighthouse.
1: You know, but to be honest, I don't know. Maybe it should be number three and Jojo Rabbit number two. Holy shit. Come on. Thing is, The Lighthouse is very good. Very, very good filmmaking. Beautiful picture. A lot of good things about it. But I don't know if it actually, like, stayed with me uh, afterwards as long as, like, strangely, Jojo Rabbit did. And mainly because, for me, the character development wasn't as as pronounced. Mm-hmm you know, it was kind of more abstract. And so in that sense, it's a little more like, well, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what I mean? And with Jojo Rabbit, I became very attached, you know, to Mm. the character. And like, you know, you really feel a sense of connection, I Mm -hmm. think, to the relationships that are building and that were built. You know, I don't know. Just Well, I guess the thing about it is, Holocaust movies for me are always movies. Or World War Two stuff always affects me in a really intense way, right. and like, so it's also kind of a little bit of a misnomer because I, I, you know, oh, I don't know. It, I, I always get fucked with, <laughs> right, on that kind of stuff. Um, in the Lighthouse, even I thought you know it that was a kind of movie where it's like okay, I'm seeing this piece of work that is clearly very well done, mm-hmm. but it's not like I love this movie that much.
0: As <laughs> your number two movie. As my of number the two. Year. It's like I I don't think I
1: necessarily feel the need to watch it again.
0: Oh, I would definitely watch this movie again. Yeah,
1: but like I loved certain things about it. You mm. know what I mean? But it's like I would rather watch The Witch. You know, which is by the same filmmaker, Robert mm. Eggers, because that's just more my thing. Just visually, really interesting and really unique. Um, in you know, in the current context of filmmaking, mm-hmm. a really unique. Executed film, mm-hmm. and so you know. Yeah, I there just, is
0: nothing else like it for sure.
1: Right now, I mean, yeah. like it's you know, it's it's pulling from the past mm-hmm. in a lot of cool ways, and and it's just really well executed. And you know, Willem Dafoe's performance is obviously incredible. You know, you, you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, I think that his performance probably was. Yeah, as you said, like maybe the performance of the year in terms of just sheer execution
0: absolutely i mean yeah in my opinion yeah
1: on the other hand the kid who played jojo rabbit excellent performance of the year okay could be okay, could be. okay. I, on the other hand i would say that the kid's performance in jojo rabbit might have been more a result of really good directing hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. whereas i think it i get the sense that in the lighthouse Willem Dafoe really brought a lot to that that role Mm -hmm. like it transcended to me probably like direction Mm -hmm. you know I get the sense from that movie that like the director kind of just left it up to the actor to deliver an amazing performance Mm -hmm. because he knew he was working with a really good actor Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I feel like that's that was how that felt you know that you're watching the work of art from the actor in that moment You know, in terms of Willem Dafoe's performance, yeah, and a good director knows when to kind of just step back and let the actor do his work, yeah. And I think that's something that's something that I think that you know Quentin Tarantino is very good at. Yes, but um, whereas in Jojo Rabbit, it's like you're working with a kid, so I feel like this kid is probably just like taking direction. You know what I mean? And that's fair enough. You know, and still doing a great job. But movies like this, you know, The Lighthouse, it's a, it's very visionary. And to me, it does seem like a very concentrated product of a specific vision, Mm -hmm. but at the same time is the result of really talented artists from different walks, you know, different people coming to the table and bringing their amazing talent to Mm -hmm. this product, um, period you know i mean that's it you know and it's i wouldn't attribute it all to one specific person so that's what's really cool about this movie
0: yeah and that's filmmaking that is filmmaking exactly so to me that
1: deserves recognition as a great film because it really is an amazing product from all these different amazingly talented entities i agree um and yeah it's just you know It's really weird and cool. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. That was my number two. And it definitely is above all. I mean, obviously, like, it's totally next level in terms of, like, if you compare it to all the other movies I've named off before this. It's just, like, sophisticated. You know what I mean? It's got a level of sophistication that's clear. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You can't deny it. I agree. You have to put it up there.
0: All right. Number one. Movie of the year, 2019. We're gonna hear what Laura's is in a second, and I think I might know it. And you probably know what mine is. But number one for me is Parasite.
1: Oh my god! (laughs) Number one? Surprising.
0: Number. I mean, yeah, absolutely. For fuck's sake, mate. For fuck's sake, I love Parasite. I thought it was so just rewarding. You know, like it's the kind of movie that. Really snuck up on me. I, I will say that um, Bong Jun Ho's previous films <laughs> were not very engaging to me. Like, we saw Okja, for example. Mm.
1: Did not kind of oh, like
0: that movie. Did not
1: like. Talk more like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> it, it was not good. I mean, we did an episode on it, like- and you can go back and listen to our opinions, and I was, like, just so, I just felt like I was so off of the whack? radar with, because a lot of people love that movie. I mean, people love his movies, oftentimes. Did not like And I feel that like, that. like when I tune into his movies that people love, I always kind of think, Either like, oh, it's fine, but not that great. Or like, wow, I really don't even like that at all. You know, so I expected Parasite to, to be like good, but not great. And then it exceeded my expectations for sure. I mean, by a long shot. I, I, uh, I was just so invested in the characters. I felt like there's multiple sequences in the movie where you just are on the edge of your seat. And the, the revelations are so exciting. It, to me, feels like kind of even pulling from like Tarantino where it's like this just a, a really cleverly written story about really fun characters that you are excited to see how things are going to go down. Um, it deals with class. Uh, and I mean, I just was so engaged the whole time. Again, we, we were kind of talking about entertainment value. And to me, I think that's what ultimately edged it out against a uh, climax. Cause those two, my two favorite moves of the year, climax and, and um, parasite. I had to give it to, to Parasite ultimately because I think it's going to stand the test of time more so where like, it's the kind of movie that I would want to like rewatch. It's just got so much entertainment value to it. Like it's, it's to me very rewatchable. It's, um, engaging and the, the characters are, are really well-written. Like Mm. they just, uh, it's just so fun and and the the comedy element really comes through even with like the language barrier for example like Mm -hmm. i feel feel like sometimes a language barrier can kind because of course it's, it's a korean film uh it can sometimes impede um suspense or even horror or uh comedy especially but i feel like the comedy really comes through in this movie like i feel like there's some hilarious moments and i love the the mother character in this movie she's She's phenomenally acted and I, I just was so engaged by her sort of, you know, uh, being manipulated in this movie. Like, th- I feel like this movie comes down to a lot of kind of these two families who are each, or really one family is manipulating the other and it's just so exciting to see that all go down. It almost feels at times like a like a, like a caper kind of movie where it's like, they're kind of duping this family and it's, ex- ex- it's just really exciting to see what they kind of come up with next. Mm-hmm. It feels very clever, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some late game revelations that I thought were really shocking and interesting and added like a new element into things that I was not necessarily expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I give my wholehearted recommendation to uh, parasite. I mean, I loved every minute of it. I was super mm. engaged. Uh, I think everyone has just got to see this movie. Mm. Um, I, I just think there's just so much in it for everybody.
1: Mhm.
0: So, it's so my movie of the year, 2019. Killer. What's your uh number <laughs> one?
1: Uh my number one is Midsummer. I knew it. I saw it 3 times this year. It's so good. I really liked it. Uh, it's just my kind of movie. And you know, I'm giving it number 1 because I just really enjoyed it and ultimately that that outweighs like even my rational mind. Thinking of what comprises a great film. Like, maybe some people would say The Lighthouse was a better made film. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, you know, I mean, look, there's other, there's,
0: it's I, pretty well made, in my no, opinion. No, it's
1: well made, but yeah. I just feel like maybe some people would look at The Lighthouse as being a more like important, serious film, you know, whereas, but I just really like Midsummer. I liked the subject matter. I yeah. liked the visual element. I liked the art design. I liked just, The plot, And I like, you know, it's just the kind of thing that I'm drawn to. It deals with the occult. It's like kind of dark, but it's also beautiful and bucolic and it has a beautiful setting. And it kind of toys with your perception of like reality and fantasy and is there a difference? And I don't know. I just, I really like that about it. And there's a lot of things to see again. And there's a lot of reasons to watch it more than once. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of discoveries that I made when I watched it the second and third time. And you know, all of those times were really cool to see And we it. saw
0: the directors got together too, which was That's what also I, well, interesting. I'm
1: including that in one of the times I saw it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll but yeah,
1: her. I mean, it's just like, and the, the hidden things that I discovered in it <clears> or <throat> the things that I thought I saw in it the first time seeing, and then confirming that I saw them next times around <laughs> were so cool mm-hmm. to realize. And, um, wow i just i don't know i just really liked it and the acting was great and uh
0: it gives you a lot to chew on too you know there's just
1: a lot to chew on a lot to talk about a lot to con- contemplate and just overall entertaining and well made and kind of a think piece and
0: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> visceral it, just had all the, it
1: had all the elements you know for me
0: yeah Did you give Hereditary your number one of 2018, or was that No?
1: No, my number one, I think that year was Call Me by Your Name.
0: No, it's 2017. Oh, really? I know Call Me by Your Name was your 2017. Last, or you know, the previous time we did this, 2018. I was just looking at it. I'm pretty sure you. Because I'm looking at my top. Did I really
1: give hereditary my top
0: movie? ten of 2018? I had hereditary pretty high up, and I feel like. What
1: was your first one?
0: My first one is "You Were Never Really Here." I love that movie. <laughs> I know you. I know you didn't really like it.
1: Wait, was that the one with
0: Walking uh... Phoenix? incredible performance i loved it oh that one yeah. i know you didn't like it but i loved it maybe
1: i think i may have given it to suspiria
0: i knew it was either hereditary or suspiria last year for you no, I really so ari aster for you is just like filmmaker oh yeah the last few years for sure no
1: i he's probably my favorite film current filmmaker
0: as far as like new filmmakers go yeah, current, yeah.
1: like new filmmakers yeah
0: yeah the new crop Oh, and Luca Guadagnino, of course. Well, oh, oh, We've talked to oh, Okay, Luca
1: Guadagnino, <laughs> maybe number one. <laughs>
0: right. Of, Even or, over century. Ari Aster.
1: Could be. Okay, okay, Could okay. Be.
0: okay. Could be. You know, he's working on, uh, he's got a new thing coming out this year, which I'm very excited about. Um, it's a new HBO, uh, like, miniseries, basically. Oh, wow, great. Uh, I forget Give the name of it. Give me some of stuff it. to watch. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but he is going, he's like the creator of it, and um, and I mean, man, it just looks like it, it looks like it's really going to be great.
1: No, the, Luca Guadagnino, to me, reflects someone who really has a good grip on how to execute great filmmaking mm-hmm. and execute a yeah. vision. Um, but just uh, to quickly brief over my honorable, well, movies I haven't seen that I imagine could be in my top list. So I've just heard so many great things about 1917.
0: Ditto. And it's on my list. I
1: need to see that marriage story i started watching it i haven't finished it loved it i heard oh you loved it yeah I loved and it. yet it was not on your top 10
0: just barely though i mean wow. i think it's maybe okay again i, I rate everything so let me just double check her but
1: i need to watch that i'm probably gonna watch that tonight <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought you were going to watch Art of Self-Defense, huh? You
1: said I can't watch both.
0: Okay. Our uh, Marriage Story for me is number 19. Wow. Okay. Okay. Fuck okay. No, but it's good. It's good.
1: All right. So, 1917, Marriage Story, Uncut Gems, obviously you need to Essential. see that. The Nightingale? What? So, what did you think Hated of it? Hated it. Okay, shit. Forget it. I no Hated more. it. I just saw it on your list and I thought, oh, it was the
0: second worst movie I saw <laughs> okay. this year. The only thing I saw that was worse was Doctor Sleep, the Shining sequel, wow, which okay. was a fucking Sounds disaster. Terrible.
1: All right, next movies. (laughs) So other movies I want to see: The Art of Self Defense. Definitely want to see that. I guess I want to see The Irishman just because, whatever.
0: It's on my list. That's that's one that is a caveat for me as well. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, a show that I watched all of that. I mean, look, it took some time, and you know, it was something to watch. Was Catherine the Great with uh, Helen Mirren. She's a very good actress and I really, really enjoyed the first few episodes of this movie and a lot of really great visual elements to it and pretty good acting, but I don't know. It had its ups and downs and, you know, ultimately it wasn't that great, but it was fun to watch and check it out. Mm -hmm. I liked it. You know, good period piece drama about the uh, Russian ruler, uh, Catherine the Great, who, you know, did a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah. She was basically...
0: Anything else or what? can
1: uh, That's basically it. Well, how about you? Uh,
0: well, look, my number one honorable mention has got to go to Cats. Now, I can't in good <laughs> I can't good believe that didn't even
1: make your list.
0: I can't in good consciousness put this film in my top 10 of the year. Why? But I must it, You just say, said it
1: made you laugh more than any movie in the it year. It
0: absolutely did. Like, it's not a good movie, but it is... It's just, it's my number one honorable mention.
1: But top 10 movies doesn't mean top 10 good but, movies.
0: But the thing top is... 10
1: could mean anything.
0: It can mean anything, but the 10 films that I mentioned are great films. Uh, you know, to me. Are they though? To me, yes. Starting with Knives Out, it's but all better. maybe
1: Cats is great in its own way, in a kind of way.
0: It absolutely is, which is why it's my number one honorable mention of the year. Like, if you have the sensibilities that we have, I feel like you will just have a laugh out loud riot as i did with cats i didn't laugh more this year in any film but it's also just it's so bad like i would never watch it again
1: you wouldn't yes you would i don't know you said in the right context with the right people
0: i guess with the right context the right people for free i would watch it again well there but, you go but you know all these other movies i'd probably just watch again even most if I movies
1: i would only watch for free
0: Well, look, anyways, Cats is my number one honorable mention because it's a terrible movie that everyone must see. Um, And and I feel like as far as legitimate ones that were almost in my top 10, but not quite, Honey Boy starring uh, Shia LaBeouf about his childhood is very good. Oh,
1: really? Honey Boy? eh? His
0: performance is excellent in it. right, watch it. That was my number 11. Uh, And my number 12 was The Last Black Man in San Francisco which is an incredible film about gentrification in San Francisco and uh, has phenomenal performances, a really unique uh, perspective, and uh, just really great directing and acting. So, yeah, that's what I'll say about that. Those are my honorable mentions. And there we go. Those are our top films of 2019. Uh, We're going a little long right now, so we should probably just wrap it up. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for listening to Totally Tell Me. Uh, We post new episodes every two Wednesdays on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and um, Spotify. And if you dig it, share it with a friend. Give us a rating on iTunes. Help us out, you know. Spread the word. Spread the good word. And um, that's all. That's all we got for 2019. So, uh, you know, 2020 and beyond. I'm looking forward to some good movies this year. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back with a new episode in two weeks.